The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Suborbital volcano lair. This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real. Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio. One, two, and three. How's everyone doing? I mean, I'm sorry. Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. How is everyone doing? Ah, good. This last week has been the longest three years that I can remember. <laughs> welcome to the finer, final quarter. May your... May your luck be with you in the Hunger Games, fourth quarter, 2020. <laughs> oh, oh, I want to laugh, but I can't. <laughs> no, Welcome okay. to level 10 of Jumanji. Okay, if you guys, if you guys want to laugh, I got, I'm trying to find my email. Uh-oh. Yes, this is great. <laughs> so, um, Kylan and I got within the last week the um Wakanda tech book and this thing's yeah. this thing's pretty awesome so um i asked our our friends over at um <laughs> over at Quat- uh, who who are the publishers of the book if we could get the author on the show. Yeah. Cool. Not a problem. Um, and I'm trying to remember okay, his name. Do you have it there with you, Kylan? 
I, I do not. Okay. Anyway. I, I want to be able to focus on, on the show, so no. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, so part of the new protocol with Disney is, and even Lucasfilm, if you bring co-hosts or if you bring guests on the show of their books, they want an idea of questions you're going to ask. So I'm like, cool. This has already been happening. So I said, here's some, Yeah, as you know, we do a conversational style interview, but here, but some of the questions are one, what type of research did you have to do for the book? What type of guidance did you get from Marvel? And what did you get to add to get to add? That's now Canon. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a reply back. Um, is it possible to provide more questions? That'd be great. Uh, if I tell them that the interview is, say, 60 minutes and there's only two questions, it won't get approved because they struck the question about canon. What? Okay. So I submitted back. Um, it would be a little over 60 minutes. So after editing it, editing it it'll come down to... 58 and I said a couple more questions what did you find fascinating most when writing the book and whose idea was it to add the blacklight addition add-on um and just because hey mike just got word from marvel based on some of the questions studio is concerned and not fully comfortable with this interview this is not approved to move forward That means we're doing our job well if we're potentially going to ask some questions that is may touch into future projects without uh, realizing but, it. What kind? I mean, hey, we don't softball questions here. Hey, I'm yeah. I'm, there's softball questions going into a future portal or something. Hey, I I'm not disappointed in this response. It just means. And then you go, sorry, wish there was more that I could do. I'm not upset. This just means that, you know, our questions are maybe hitting too close to home for, for something coming up that may be dealt with in future projects, such as um, Disney Plus releasing its first look trailers for Marvel's 616 yeah which is uh marvel 616 is a original documentary series that will be streaming on disney plus starting november 20th it's an eight episode anthology that gives viewers a deeper look into the creative world of marvel well that's what we're doing here maybe some of this stuff that we're asking may be brought up in in this show of some sort. Um, Marvel 616 explores Marvel's rich legacy of pioneering characters, creators, and storytelling, um, and how it reflects the world outside of the window. Now, if you look out, each document, each documentary helmed by a different, unique filmmaker showcases the intersections of storytelling, pop culture, and fandom within the Marvel universe. Sort of like us. I'm surprised. Okay, I know we're not run by Marvel, but I would love to have been part of this series. Have this show part of that series. And how Marvel affects 
us and and why we do this show. Absolutely. So uh, topics we'll cover. Uh, Marvel's world-spanning artists, trailblazing women of Marvel, uh, discovering the forgotten characters of Marvel, and much more. Now, here's the episode titles and list of directors. Japanese Spider-Man, directed by David Glebe, or David Gelb. I have heard about this, and this is, I forgot who, was it Pat? When we had Pat on that we talked about this briefly. How Spider-Man was not, the Japanese Spider-Man was nothing like the actual comic. Yeah, yeah. I want to, I I, I can't wait to see that because, I mean, you could probably catch episodes on YouTube or something, but I, I, I I want my, my first experience to be from this show. I'm wondering, now I have to reach out to Pat. I'm wondering if he's potentially involved in this particular documentary. Because mm-hmm. he said he had another Marvel documentary coming up or Marvel project That's coming true. up. True. Um, Higher, Further, Faster, directed by Gillian Jacobs. Amazing Artisans, directed by Clay Jeter. Um, Lost and Found, directed by Paul Shear. Suit Up, directed by Andrew Rossi. Unboxed, directed by Sarah Ramos. The Marvel Method, directed by Brian Oakes. And this will have uh, Joe Caramagna in it. His Marvel Method is huh? talking about following the path of a comic book from start to finish. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. And Marvel. Well, they're all going to be interesting. But. Oh, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to this series. Uh, Marvel Spotlight, directed by Allison Brie. Uh, it. The Marvel Marvel Six One Six is produced by Marvel New Media uh, by Marvel New Media with Super Club or Supper Club. Uh, the series is executive produced by Joe Casada and Shane Rami Ramani, Sarah Amos, John Sorelli, Harry Go, Stephen Wacker uh, from Marvel, and Jason Sternum, Brian McGinn, and David Gelb from Super uh, Supper Club. So. Um, so, yeah, November 20th, Zoe's birthday. Well, there you go. So, on November 20th, I'm going to be, since we're not recording Weeby Geeks that night, it may be moved to earlier in the, in the week. Derek and I haven't decided yet. But that night, we're watching Zoe's Clone Wars episode, because there was, it was season two, episode seven, that aired on her birthday. We're going to be... We're we're gonna be keeping our tradition, watching it, and then I'll probably start watching this. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm excited for this series. I am too. Yeah, I mean, I'm especially looking forward to the the process of a comic book. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and mainly, yes, I have a vested interest in that. Um, not long be- after I got to the university where I work. Uh, a professor was running during our Jan term, which is kind of like a mini term, was doing a class on the graphic novel as a form of literature. And a mutual friend told him about me that I had worked for a comic book company. So he asked me to come in and speak to the class. And I brought some old scripts and, you know, half done pencils and storyboards and basically just walked up all the way through. And I would like to see how that process goes now. 
I would I would imagine mm. that it's at its core very similar. But again, it would be great to see what the process looks like now. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, for so if this potential series is what has Marvel um shutting down our interview potential uh with this particular author, I'm okay with it. I just know it doesn't disappoint me because I understand how we are with the interviews and how insightful we get. And I don't want to jeopardize anything in the future. And I don't want to jeopardize anything with this author. Right. So, so I think that response is, it's kind of cool. It's a nice honor to get that type of response. Yeah. I mean, I, I, since I I know since I've been on the show, pretty much every interview we've had, every every person has said, you know, nobody's ever asked me that question, or or they'll either say that or they say, you know, is it I I I'm really liking this because you're asking me questions, I, I'm having to answer questions that nobody has ever presented to me before. And I I like hearing that, you know, because. Well, it's like you said, you know, we, we, we do conversation style and where the conversation goes, that's where the question, you know, the word, how we you know throw the questions at them. And, you know, I, right. I guess I, I, I should feel I feel good, but, you know, I'm kind of sad because they've been pretty cool to to interview, you know. But, you know, yeah. this also if, if it's Disney and the studio both having to approve the questions now, the studio now Marvel Studios aware of us. <laughs> oh. Insert Firefly reference here. I'll there you go. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I'll I'll take it. I'm fine with that. Anyway, um, I guess we'll stick with Disney Plus. Um, casting call reveals new characters for the Hawkeye series. Okay. So um, a casting notice has gone. Uh, um, has been put out and has shed a little light on nine supporting characters that are said to be joining the series, which is supposed to go into production later this year. The nine include an Eastern European henchman with a heavy accent. Okay. Uh, Most likely means they'll be playing with the Russian brothers from the Matt Fraction David Aha run. Oh, yeah. Uh, the series will reportedly introduce the characters of Kate Bishop from the comics with long-standing rumors that Marvel is also interested in Bumblebee star Haley Steinfeld for the role of Kate Bishop. Good choice. Yes, I like it. I like it. Good choice. I mean, let's uh, be honest. Kate Bishop, that was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bringing her in. Yeah. Um, now, Steinfeld has yet to officially sign on, um, and very few details have been released about the series, but this is, but we're hoping to get the series uh, hopefully in 2022, which we'll get into that in a moment as well. So here's the, here's the casting breakdowns, uh, courtesy of MCU Direct. Misha, 20 to 40s, male or female, Eastern European henchman. Speaks with an accent, strong supporting, reoccurring. Okay. Bella, female, white, eight years old, precocious, daring, and confident with a sense of humor. Brady, male, white, 
nine years old, energetic and sweet. Heather, female, white, Midwestern, 26 years old, smart and scrappy, does what she needs to do in order to survive. Rose, female, eight years old, deaf, indigenous, independent, athletic and bright, small supporting. Please note that the dialogue in the audition scene can be spoken in English or signed in American Sign Language if if actor knows the la- that language. Um, Richard, 40s to 50s, uh, 40 to fi- uh, 40s, 50s year old male, indigenous American, a loving father and fierce protector. Hey, I have some American Indian in me. <laughs> I'm told I do too. Yeah. I just turned 50. So you, you're going to go to Hollywood and leave us? Oh, hell no. I'm bringing you guys along. Okay. I need my I need my posse. I need my <laughs> posse. Um, Mary, female, late thirties, early forties, open ethnicity, highly professional and an ambitious career woman, no nonsense, reoccurring or recurring. Detective Sherman, forties, male, open ethnicity, New York City detective, recurring. Alex, female or male. 30s to 50s, a sincere but funny oddball with an obsession for sci- fantasy fi- sci-fi genre. That's it, guys. Let's all three compete for that job. Okay. Could Alex be triplets? I yes, think we sir. could pull that off. I think could we're be. good. Hi, my name is Alex. This is my other brother, Alex. My other brother, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you got that reference, congratulations. You're old. Yeah, you know, or you're a huge fan of Bob Newhart, like I am. Well, yes, you know that was from that was from the last Bob Newhart show. Which according according to the final episode was the Bob Newhart show. Yes, because you know in the final episode he woke up and he was he was next to his wife. Um, Suzanne Plachette. Yeah, yeah he talked about how he had a dream that he was running a uh, a bed and breakfast in New England. Yep. Well, did you did you guys ever see the alternate ending for Breaking Bad? No, no. It was Cranston waking up with his wife from uh, Malcolm in the Middle, <laughs> going, "Wow, I just had this interesting dream." Oh my gosh! <laughs> Basically, pulling a Bob Newhart ending. <laughs> uh anyway which, which which in turn was pulling a bobby ewing that too that's true uh the inclusion of indigenous characters may suggest marvel is looking to use some characters from the uh occupy avengers uh series which hawkeye founded oh, that's yeah. right and yeah, i guess and mcu direct uh notates that a character using asl Maybe a tie to Echo. So, uh, was Red Wolf in Occupy Avengers? He was about that time. Because uh, Occupy Avengers was when, was about three years ago when Marvel did that whole reboot? Yes. Publication date was November 2016. Hmm. It It only ran nine issues. Right. Okay. Maybe I'm just, maybe this is just some pie in the sky wishful thinking here, but I would love to see an MCU Red Wolf. 
Man, you read my mind. Main, main characters are Hawkeye, Nightshade, Red Wolf. What? Excuse me? Main, main characters in Occupy Avengers, according to Wikipedia, Hawkeye, Nightshade, Red Wolf. Dude. Dude, and, dude. I, I, I will say this. I will say this. Okay. No, knowing that, knowing that Marvel has uh, their 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 vision for for uh, this next uh, phase. Yeah. I know. Uh, knowing that their their vision for this next phase is to have more inclusivity. And the thing is, we ta- we one of the things we talked about is there's been a lot of characters. That were like Marvel characters that were like awesome characters from the 70s, maybe early 80s that just kind of there, there's a let's just say that's a huge backlog that Marvel can draw from. We, yeah, we right. said this before. Well, Red Wolf is, if, unless I'm very much mistaken, Red Wolf was Marvel's first Native American superhero. I believe so. Yeah. I mean, I can't really think of many other. Okay, so you had you you have mutants, but and I'm not saying mutants aren't superheroes, but I mean mutants. You know, I, at least for me in the in the in the Marvel universe, it's one thing to be born with those powers, but to have uh, a Native American that's a superhero. Like right now, I really can't think of anybody that's right now in the Marvel Universe. Mirage, if she's still around. Okay, see? so Mirage from the New Mutants. Um, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, as, um, ah, oh, what was his name? The one that was with the uh, Thunder... Yes, um, Warpath. Warpath and Thunderbolt. Well, he, was with, he was with the, uh, yeah, he was with the... Um, he was with the New Mutants slash X Force, yeah. right? So you have Warpath, and then like, wasn't Thunderbolt around like with with that new team? But then he like, was, but he, I, I think he only lasted like two or three issues. Yeah, yeah. Well, here here's the other fun one. Nighthawk was also part of Occupy Avengers. Oh man, Nighthawk! Mm-hmm. You know that was as much as I enjoyed that book. That was a hard book to read at times. Like that, this last Nighthawk series right. from a couple of years ago. Oh, now wow. we got to remember too. Hawkeye himself suffers from hearing loss at one point in the comics, so it could right. be possible that um, that's another reason why they're bringing in a character who speak who uh, is deaf themselves or has hearing issues. Um, now, how old was the hearing impaired one supposed to be? Eight years old. Just a thought. I, I know the names don't really match up, but could this, like, be some sort of flashback character? Oh. Because if you remember the one that Ramon Perez was working on, it flashed back to when Clint and his brother Barney joined the circus, right? And I'm just wondering whether or not whether or not we could see a Clint Barton flashback, right? Well, we know we have Echo, but how how old is Echo? Well, let's find out. Mm-hmm. Echo. Uh, yeah. uh, actually, a woman because she's also known as Ronan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh now. Hmm. Oh, that could be interesting. What's up? If Echo has, if Echo's been a Ronin, yeah, and Clint oh. Barton has been a Ronin. Uh huh. What if you had somebody? What if you had somebody who 
was claiming it was basically had a, had stolen the identity of Ronan, mm-hmm. and Clint was trying to track her down. Interesting. But no, how old did you say that the uh, the hearing impaired one was supposed to be? Eight years old and indigenous. Okay. Yeah, well, it's not gonna be her. Well, she, well, well, Echo is a Native American. Yeah, and she is deaf or hearing impaired. And what? you know what? It could. You said that character is recurring. We could be seeing the very origins of an Echo. Small support. Yeah. Small supporting. Oh, small support. Dude, I'm, I'm gonna shut yeah, up. No. But yeah, I, 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 I like where Eric is going with this. That that could make sense. Well, she appeared. She first appeared as Echo in a Daredevil from 1999. Mm-hmm. But yep. as Ronan, is it Ronan or Ronan? Ronan. Ronan. Okay, as Ronan. She was in the new Avengers. Mm-hmm. So we have discussed on the show a little bit about possibility of bringing in some new Avenger vibes. That's true. Yeah. So now, now let's think about this. What if the eight-year-old hearing impaired Native American herself is a flashback character? I think right. that I think that's what it is. If it's th- if, if you said it was just a small role. Small supporting. I, I'm Small betting supporting. it's going to be in flashbacks. I mean, so. Which could lead to Echo showing up maybe in a season two if we get that far. As or, Ronan. As Ronan. Because, so Clint, what if Clint is training two people? What if he, he's training, um, like he's training Kate to be Hawkeye, but he also sees because he's crossed that line, he sees that there's a need for, you know, and so he starts training the other character to be Ronin. So you have these two sides of the same coin, but they're being manifested in these two different characters. Okay. What if this is a, and we're just playing what if at the moment. Yeah. Um, who says these two uh, trainees have to be simultaneous? Oh, true. Oh, somebody I mean, possibly Clint, comes back from. Yeah. It, it, oh, I mean, it's almost pulling a Kung Fu Panda at this point. It is. Where it's kind of like I trained her. She's gone bad. And now I'm trying to train you and train you right. Oh, which that could be Kung Fu Panda. That could be Star Wars. You know, it's kind of like I thought I could. I I thought I could do just as good a job as Yoda, and I was wrong. No, you're right. I'm I'm saying that this. I think we're pretty much all in agreement that the the little the the eight year old hearing impaired is Maya Lopez Echo Mm -hmm. in some form or fashion. Mm -hmm. Now the question just remains. You know, is it going? Are we seeing the origins of Echo? Are we seeing her in a flashback? If so, does that mean we are going to see grown up Echo? And if we are, is this going to be an ally, an enemy, or or what? Uh, hmm. I don't know. But uh, see, right? Uh, field agent, you're welcome. Where I, I, I said we let's call this one right now. I, I think we're right on it. If we're wrong, well, you know, so be it. You can tell us we're wrong, but how often have we been wrong? Not not often enough that it's got Marvel Studios scared to authorize a author on the show. <laughs> 
So I'm not saying that to slight no, the publisher no, or the mark. No, it's no, just, no, no. But this is how, and, and trust me, this is, yes, I work for the company. I don't have this type of inside information. I work in the no. parks. I'm nowhere near being able to get this information from anyone. Now, the, 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 the stuff that we come up with, th- this comes from just years and years of Marvel and it knowing come, what we it comes from know. The, it comes from the same place that Mike, that monkeys fly from. <laughs> Sheboygan? That too. Hey, I'm on a so, roll. If, if, there, if there's black SUVs out, outside of our houses tomorrow morning, or, you know, if we're going to wherever place to socially distance and we're just getting followed. I, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think the house of ideas rolls that way, but I could be wrong. Well, all right. Well, it depends on whether Those they do a, a, an in around this black SUV. That's got level seven as a license plate. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, see, those of you who have been listening to I, I, this show, and I'm not talking, I'm not talking about a certain YouTube video. Yeah. No, those of you who have been listening to this show long enough, you know, this is a purely organic creature. Oh yeah. <laughs> this this show is is more organic than a chemistry class. I'm telling you, because uh, we do not rehearse this. No, we're, we're I mean, more, we should. We're but more. We don't. We're more organic than a physics class. That's pretty organic. Yeah, we're more the organic. Business is not really organic. Cow. We're so organic. The government pays us to put the organic label on our product. Oh, where's my check? I don't know. I'm still, I'm still waiting for market. it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh boy! We're 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 so organic. We have to call ourselves chemical free. Hey, maybe we could say that. We can say Mighty Marvel Geeks, your free range podcast. <laughs> there's, the- there's our show title right there: the Free Range Edition. Free range. There you go. And I think that needs to be incorporated into the new promo. <laughs> but no, I mean, Mike does not share information behind the scenes off the mic. No. 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 Um, even when we wish he would. I mean, he has come up on multiple occasions when something happens, uh, but, you know, especially when it comes to like things going on at the uh, Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, by the way, say, in December of 2016, they're going to turn Spaceship Earth into the Death Star. Yeah, that's a classic <laughs> example because that sorry so-and-so right there sat on that information for a month. Eight weeks, actually. Two months. Yep. And Kylan, did he breathe the word of it to us? Not one word. Not no. one word. So Not Disney, word. if you're listening, you can trust this guy. I, I'm serious. We're like, I mean, he, he I, I, you can all, I think you can almost call, call Mike the vault. <laughs> it's just like, like, I think he could. Hey, I think you could well, call him the vault because he didn't let anything on at all. We, yeah. we purposely avoid 
speculation until it's officially announced by Disney. Because um, I kind of remember also in 2016, a little rant about a certain website that I won't mention names, WDWNT. Yeah, let's let's uh, <laughs> in regard in regards to a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster that was supposed to start construction in 2016. Yeah, we shut that one down hard. Well, on air. Okay. Yeah, we did. Well, we did. All right, far be it from me to be the one to grab the tow rope and try to wrestle <laughs> us back on track. But <laughs> oh. But, sorry, so professional-ish. So, are there any other characters in this Hawkeye series that we want to try to break down and try to get? Because, you know, we've we've said we wanted Red Wolf, and sounds like we may actually get it. Yeah. Right. The uh, the 40 to 50 male indigenous, uh, read his description again. 40 to 50, 40s. 50s year old male indigenous american a loving father and fierce protector fierce protector there sounds you know. like red wolf to me i would yes i would so i was so totally i'm gonna call it we're gonna see some red wolf i think especially, we're especially especially if he was in uh in the occupy avengers i think we're gonna also see early uh early echo as well yeah all right I got one for you. I uh, because of Echo, you know who else we're going to see? We're going to get the return of Daredevil. All this talk, all this talk about Daredevil showing up in Spider Man, and I'm not saying that it couldn't happen because it very well could. Right. But but he's going to at least at least make an appearance in Hawkeye. Just saying. Is that why we potentially get uh, Detective Sherman? A New York City detective that's reoccurring. I was wondering how New York City would tie into this because Hawkeye, the MCU version of Hawkeye is not very New York centric. No, no. I mean, even Kate Bishop is hanging out uh, West Coast, right? I think. Well, (laughs) she was with the West Coast Avengers when they did that. But I think with with the faction AHA, era and even occupy avengers they were he was geared more midwest to the east coast east coast slash new york because maybe cleveland will get some love (laughs) they are getting love they beat the dallas cowboys oh yeah it's you know how difficult that was for me because i can't stand the cowboys and you know i'm a steelers fan but I think I was happier that the Cowboys took the L. So, and plus, you know, my uh, my my, <laughs> my uh, fancy team did well. So there's that. Um, now, Alex interests me because who would be the funny oddball with an obsession for fantasy and sci-fi in the MCU? Foggy Nelson. Well, he's already cast, though. He would yeah. be already cast. Yeah. Um, thirties to fifties. Thirties to fifties. Mm. Let's see. I want to say speedball, but the age is too wrong. Right. Uh, Doug Ramsey. Ooh. But the age is too wrong there. Right. Unless right. you just, uh, unless you want to like take the, the teenager part out. Good. And you, and if you gender bend, it becomes Diane instead of Doug. Mm-hmm. Cause they say female or male. Right. Which uh, if it's a character that had been male, I'm okay if they go female with it. Alex Power. Oh, from Power Pack. Oh, oh, not the not the Brian Michael Bendis Powers show or Powers. We're talking from Power Pack. Right. Alex, Alex would be 
I wonder if this series could potentially be heading towards Avengers Academy. Go occupy mm-hmm. Avengers to Avengers Academy. Um, well, I mean, you have you have Clint in the comics doing the groundwork for Occupy Avengers, but also for the West Coast Avengers yep. right? and for the Thunderbolts. Ooh, Thunderbolts. There's a there is a lot of there's a lot of characters that we can delve into here. And I like the I like the idea of Daredevil coming in because you know that would explain the NYPD character, right? That would also uh, that would also tie into Echo because well, she was introduced as a Daredevil character. Well, here here's your faculty for Avengers Academy: Giant Man, Tigra, Quicksilver, Justice. Speedball, Jocasta, Hawkeye. So we've got a couple of new warriors, uh-huh. a couple of West Coast Avengers, Giant Man. Are we talking Hank Pym or are we talking about Goliath? Uh, this says real name Henry Jonathan Pym. So that'd be Hank Pym. Yep. Okay. And this puts Speedball, Robbie Baldwin. Yes. They could make him slightly older, especially if he's a faculty member. Right. Just. Oh. Okay. I just thought of something. Justice is Vance Astrovic. Yeah. Yeah. Also known as Vance Astro. Right. Very heavy Eastern European accent. Okay. Also, think about this. Vance Astro in the current timeline is also the Vance Astro that you originally saw in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. So I know this is this is a stretch. This is a huge, huge stretch. Right. But basically what we had was Vance Astro in the current timeline. Well, he is a teenager. But the Guardians of the Galaxy Vance Astro is set a thousand years in the future. That Vance was an astronaut who basically went into suspended animation on a manned space mission to Alpha Centauri. But it took so long at tr- at conventional speeds that they found faster than light travel while he was in transit. And when he finally got to Alpha Centauri, humans were waiting on him. Hmm. <laughs> Now, if you want me, go ahead. If you want me to go through the the students, we can. Let's do some students. Let's find out. Let's 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 do some digging. Finesse, hazmat, okay. Okay. metal, okay. reptile, striker, okay. Okay. veil, batwing, butterball, hollow, Justin Seifert, light speed, machine teen, power man, ricochet, rocket racer, she hulk, thunderstrike. Turbo. Are you talking Occupy Avengers or are you talking Avengers Academy? Avengers Academy. She-Hulk is her real name is Lyra. And Power okay. Man and Power Man is Victor Alves. Alvarez. Yeah, yeah um, he was the second Power Man when Who's Tur- Rocket Racer then? Robert Farrell. Robert Farrell's been around since the seventies, man. Well, Rocket Racer, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Powered skateboard that could go yeah. up walls. Uh, we got Thunderstrike, Turbo, White Tiger, Wiz Kid, 
Hybrid, X23, and Loa? Well, X23, we already know as well. Is she considered MCU now? No. No. That still blows my mind about Rocket Racer, man. I know I'm obsessing over a butt obscure Spider-Man villain, <laughs> but he tu- he turned to- he turned to good because he started working for Silver Sable International. Oh, as a bounty hunter, and I remember one story where he was you know he was out on a on a bounty run, and he says, "I call myself the Rocket Racer." All the good names were taken. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Well. We've covered a lot on this, um, but I I do have a few other things that we need to bring up. Such I'm sorry, a, yeah, no, it's it's, it's fine. <laughs> um, Doctor Strange is apparently going to be appearing in Spider Man Three. Yeah, and the speculation now is um, it could be head Spider Man Three since it was recently revealed that Jamie Fox is going to be playing Electro. Spider-Man 3 could be the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah. Well, you know, that makes sense, though, because if Doctor Strange is going to be, you know, the Doctor Strange 2 is going to be the, the what is it, the universe of madness or multiverse of madness. madness? Yeah. So being directed by being directed by Sam Raimi. Well, there you go. Yes. I, I think multiverse of madness is going to set him up as. I don't want to say guardian of the timelines, but if he's got like because he saw you know all the fourteen million and six uh, different timelines, right? Different possible you know different possible futures. The the eye could probably give him the ability to see alternate realities, mm-hmm. especially if this is go- if the multiverse of madness is going to dwell on that. Yeah. So. Where where could the multiverse start with the Spider Verse? Could could especially if there's rumor of Toby Maguire. As if if we hear Toby Maguire's involved in the project, then we got ourselves a multiverse movie. Yeah, yeah, yes, and ooh, but could some, we some, we see. Could we see? Oh Lord, what's his name? Nicholas uh, no, 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 oh Nicholas Hammond. Oh Lord, that would be so great, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be no. I was I was thinking Al Molinaro's Doctor Octopus. Ooh. Oh, see if we do that, we need to. We also need Japanese Spider Man. Why not? As well. No, you know, you know what I want to see. I want to see Nicolas Cage as Spider Man Noir. He he was brilliant. Yes. He was brilliant in the animated. Yes. Yes. And if we're doing that. We dang will better see Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider Ham. Yep. If you, even if it is just, even if it is just for a cameo. Yeah. If we don't get um, Nicholas Cage, I want uh, Chris, not Christian Bell. Um, Christian was touted as the younger Jack Nicholson. Oh, Chris, uh, Christian. Um, ah. Cause I, can't he, think, I can't think of his name either. You know what? Because I'm I've been watching uh, Archer and he shows up in Archer. Slater, Christian Slater. Christian Slater, of course. Let's get Christian Slater. Yeah, I can see him as that as, as one. Mm-hmm. As I mean, total. there's real. Oh, dude, you could get a Spider Gwen out of this. Yeah. yeah. And you could get a you could get a Mayday Parker out of this. Yeah. Well, okay. If we go Spider Gwen. I hate to bring up a specific Disney Channel actress, but what about Sophia Carson? I don't watch Disney Channel actresses. 
I, I don't either. All right. So that's why I get for I, having I, a daughter. It's, it's okay, dude. Yeah. Well, you take the good with the bad. And there you have. Oh, there you have. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know who else you could bring in for uh, for Spider Gwen. There's no telling. I, I mean, I, I say that, but I mean Disney. It's not Disney, but Marvel Studios is so good at casting people that a you may never have heard of, yeah, or b you never would have thought of, yeah, right. What 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 about bringing in Silk as well? Sure, why not? Let's go. Let's go all out. So, um. And then, of course, uh, I think we've already talked about uh, Black Widow and a bunch of other films are being pushed back. That's that and to me not does not surprise me. At this right. point, at this point in time, drop just drop Black Widow on Disney Plus because it was supposed to be out on Blu-ray DVD around this time anyway. Just go ahead and drop it. I'll pay the thirty bucks to watch to get Widow early before you do a formal release on before you do the official release on Disney plus with the Blu-ray store release. I'll pay that 30 bucks. You know, if you wanted people to get back or to either subscribe to Disney plus or get back into Disney plus, I think that would be a way to do it. Right. Black Widow. So, um, well, you know, guys, it is here are the picks of the week. And Kylan, since you have the MU pick, you get to start us off. Awesome. So let's see. So my first pick is a trade paperback. And this is a uh, uh, shut up and take my money situation for me. Um, it is Winter Soldier by Ed Brubaker, the complete uh, collection. And it is... Uh, Got a lot here. So he's been Bucky and Captain America. Now, James Barnes returns to the role of the Winter Soldier. When ex-Russian sleeper agents awaken, the trail leads to Latveria, and Winter Soldier and Black Widow come face-to-face with Dr. Doom. Can Marvel's super spies prevent war with Latveria? Can Barnes stop the sleepers he himself trained? Old enemies resurface with new identities, and Winter Soldier and Black Widow's hunt gets personal after a savage murder. Now, Barnes must save the Widow from her own past. But even with help from Avengers teammates, Wolverine, Captain America, and Hawkeye, the Winter Soldier must decide whether he is willing to sacrifice everything to save his love. Uh, Master Captain America writer Ed Brubaker wraps up his critically acclaimed run here, and nobody escapes unscathed. Collecting Fear Itself, number 7.1, Captain America, and Winter Soldier, uh, the 2012 series, that's issues 1 through 14. Okay. Eric, your first pick of the week. My first pick of the week, and actually I was just looking at it as, as uh, Kylan was, was talking about his pick. All my picks are number ones this week. Nice. Just, well, okay, two number ones in a trade paperback, but we're counting that as a number one. And uh, first yeah. of the list is uh, where Marvel intersects with another one of my hobbies. It used to be a tremendous obsession 
until I got married. And now I've recently got back into it because my son has discovered the hobby independently, I should say. Uh, is Warhammer 40,000, uh-huh. the tabletop strategy uh, yeah. game. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I actually squealed like a teenage schoolgirl when I saw this announcement was going to happen, that Marvel was going to be putting out some 40K comics. Uh, so no surprise, my first pick of the week is Warhammer 40,000, Marnaeus Calgar, number one of five. And because I cannot resist these, I opted for the Color Your Own variant cover, as written by Nick Spencer with uh, Ryan Otley and others. In the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war. The saga of Warhammer 40,000 comes to Marvel Comics. Marnaeus Calgar, the legendary chapter master of the Ultramarines known as Smurfs, leads his elite space marines against humanity's greatest threats in a galaxy engulfed in endless war. Kyrian Gillen of Uncanny X-Men and Journey into Mystery, The Wicked Plus the Divine, spearheads this initiative with the introductory miniseries illustrated by Jason Burroughs. And we're just getting started. Now, witness Marnaeus Calgar's never-before-told origin story from his beginnings on Nova Thulium to his campaigns in the Black Crusades and to the unfolding mystery of the Black Altar as a deadly threat from his past reemerges to threaten the present of the Ultramar system. This all-new tale is essential reading for 40K aficionados, as well as the perfect primer to the world of Warhammer 40,000 for those new to the universe. See the Ultramarines in glorious combat, the strife between the worlds of the Imperium, and witness the larger-than-life characters who preside over it all. This is but the first foray into the larger darkness that is to come from Warhammer and Marvel Comics. Be prepared. And, of course, parental advisory. All right. Well, my first pick of the week is uh, Marvel Zombies Resurrection number three. It's three of four. The hunger grows. The world is overrun with flesh-eating monsters that used to be heroes who kept it safe. Spider-Man made a promise to keep people safe, and he's not going to quit. Even in the literal jaws of death, parental advisory. This is by Philip J. Philip Kennedy Johnson, Leonard Kirk, and N. Hook Lee. So, Kylan, your number two pick. My number two pick is Captain Marvel number 22. Ah, it's a brave new world and the start of a brand new arc. Uh, New York City is under attack, but this time Captain Marvel can't save them. Stolen away to a far future, Carol Danvers' face is a threat unlike any she's known. Brand new villains and heroes, a cast both familiar and strange, and the big action you've come to expect from the architects of the hit Last Avenger. Don't miss the start of Kelly Thompson and Lee Garbett's newest and biggest story yet. All right. Eric, your second pick. My second pick is X of Swords Handbook number one by Mike O'Sullivan, Ron Lim, and the Ohatmu. Am I pronouncing that right? When have we ever cared? The Ohatmu team. (laughs) 
I do apologize if I am totally murdering that pronunciation, but uh, that's how it sounds to me. Yeah. The dramatic new era for mutant kind takes center stage in the official handbook. This all-new collection of X-Men-related profiles will bring you up to date on Apocalypse, Wolverine, Magic, and Megan just in time for X of Swords. This issue pro- includes profiles for Cypher, Moira McTaggart, two Captains Britain, Brian and Betsy Braddock, and Krakoa itself, plus the young Cable, a.k.a. Nathan Summers, and the X-Men. Okay. Well, my second pick of the week uh, comes to us from Tanisha Coates, Bob Quinn, and Alex Ross. Uh, it's going to be brief. It's Captain America number 24. All Die Young continues. The Red Skull lives. They got paid by the word. Yep. So, Kylan, back over to you. Final pick of the week. My final pick of the week is Avengers number 37, brought to us by Jason Aaron, Javi... Garen and Matteo Scalera. The age of Khonshu comes to a thunderous conclusion. The ragtag Avengers take the fight to the power mad Khonshu deep in the heart of New Thebes City. But which side will Moonlight choose? And is Earth doomed either way? Okay. Eric, your final pick of the week. My final pick of the week is Guardians of the Galaxy by Al Ewing Trade Paperback, Volume 1, Then It's On Us. Someone has to guard the galaxy, but who will accept this bizarre new mission? Once, the Guardians of the Galaxy were a team of misfits. Now they're a family, and they've earned their peace. But the universe is not a peaceful place, and it's only getting worse. The great empires are in turmoil. The rule of law is dead. And amidst the chaos, the gods of Olympus have returned, harbingers of a new age of war, reborn to burn their mark into the stars themselves. The the guardians of the galaxy are back, but will the entire team survive? And wait, is Rocket wearing a suit? The Lion of Olympus, a rogue Nova, and the Dragon of the Moon await as Al Ewing takes the guardians to new levels of awesome. This is collecting Guardians of the Galaxies, numbers one through five. Okay. My final pick of the week is Darth Vader, number six, written by Greg Pak. Uh, Inhook Lee is involved in this, and Raphael Inico. The Punishment. Darth Vader failed to turn his son, Luke Skywalker, to the dark side of the Force. No, Luke was too weak to join his father in overthrowing the Emperor, Emperor Palpatine. Vader sought revenge against those who hid Luke from him for all these years, and in doing so, nearly betrayed his master. It did not go unnoticed by Palpatine. Time for Vader's next lesson. So, Kylan, we are up to you for the MU pick of the week. So the MU pick of the week is White Tiger, number one, uh, from 2006. Uh, The writer is Tamora Pierce. Uh, The uh, cover penciler is David Mack. And the anchor is Don Hillsman. A hero's compulsion roaring out of the pages of Daredevil, the new White Tiger makes a ferocious debut, courtesy of the dynamic scripting of New York Times best-selling fantasy author Tamora Pierce, 
of Trickster's Queen and Will the Empress, and the masterful penciling of rising star Phil Brionis of Le Geste de Chevalier, Dragons, and Le Signeur de Gartha, which I think are, these are both French books. So I haven't done French since second my sophomore year in high school, so there you go. Angela Del Toro knows pain. Her uncle, Hector Ayala, the former white tiger, killed. Her FBI partner, murdered. Her career, ruined. Her mentor, Matt Murdock, jailed. And the hurt is just beginning. The Yakuza's bloodthirsty Sano Ore returns. A genocidal shadow organization appears. And a new but old superpowered madman is looking to put the squeeze on white tiger. Armed with mystical amulets and finally in costume, White Tiger demands answers. But will she survive long enough to ask the right questions? Yeah, very interesting. Very great. I think it's a great pick, too. Thank you. I've been reading reading the uh, Iron Fist Deadly Hands of Kung Fu collection, and there's been a couple of stories with Hector, White Tiger, and I was just like, I don't know. It's kind of want to kick it old school a little bit. Well, new school, but old school. Okay. Well, guys, any final thoughts? Mm. No, I, I'm going I'm to start. I'm going to go further and see how deeper rabbit hole I can go with the new uh, Hawkeye series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we could still be t- chasing down those rabbits. Oh, man. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Well, if there's nothing else, I'm just going to say Thursday, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? No, it's time to go dark. more talking to people. (laughs) This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the TeePublic store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.